Last year, we launched our course, The Data-Driven Classroom, and had hundreds of educators and clinicians take this course with consistently amazing feedback. I heard from so many teachers how this course really changed the way they approach data, how they were able to set up simple data systems, train their paras, and be collecting data to make data-based decisions within days of finishing the course. That feedback made me so happy. Now that course has been closed and unavailable since last year, but guess what? We are reopening the course, the data-based classroom, and I want you to be one of the first ones in. If data is something you have been struggling with for years, let's work on this together. Let me give you all of the tools to make this something that can consistently happen in your classroom. And guess what? Since you are a podcast listener, and I absolutely love my podcast listeners, I have an awesome code for you. When you use the code DATA100, you're going to get $100 off of the course bundle. Now, this code is only going to be usable until March 20th. So you only have one week to use this code, but Data 100 will get you $100 off of that course bundle. So that means for less than $200, you are getting the amazing data toolkit with literally hundreds of data sheets, all editable. And don't worry, I teach you how to edit it. And that entire data-driven course that touches on academic data, behavior data, staff training, and so much more. There's a link in the show notes with all of the information. Let's make this year the year that data really works. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. Welcome back to the Autism Helper Podcast. I wanted to do a quick episode about setting up your data systems for the start of the school year. Now, I wanted to do this episode not because I think this is the most important thing at the start of the year. I actually don't. I think the most important thing at the start of the year is your R&R. You've probably heard me say this before. Routines and reinforcement. Your job in the start of the year is establishing yourself and your classroom as an amazing place to be for your students. You've also heard me say this analogy before, but be the chocolate chip cookie. You want your kids to love coming to your class, to love being around you, to know that there are going to be things that they like to do within your classroom. So you're like, okay, Sasha, where are you going with this? Because this was an episode on data. Well, I've been getting actually a lot of questions on this, specifically in the membership, because I talk about how important data is so much that I think there's this pressure to establish a really detailed, rigorous, thorough data system right by day one. And you absolutely don't need that. And that's super overwhelming. So I wanted to kind of check in with what data should look like in the start of the year and what are some achievable goals that you can establish right away. And I think these things are important to set up now to establish the foundations because you're going to build on this later. Yes, data is super important. You need data in your classroom, but you don't have to go all in on day one. And I think there's a few key decisions you can make while setting up your classroom, while getting started in the school year that will help set your data system up in the right direction 
without being overwhelming. So that's my context, okay? It's important, but you don't have to go all in yet. And let's talk about what we're gonna do at the start of the year to make it achievable. But first, let's do a quick sales pitch for data. Now, if you've not fully drank the data Kool-Aid yet, that's okay, you can get there. But let's talk for a minute about why data is so important. Because I want you to take data in your classroom because you see the value in it. Not because I told you to, or you should, or your administrator's gonna check. I want you to see the value in data. And if you see the value in the data, it means that you are utilizing that data to make decisions about curriculum, to make decisions about behavior plans, about academic activities. You know, the phrase data-based decision-making is thrown around a lot in education right now, but that's exactly what special educators are amazing at doing, right? We analyze the data and we decide what to do next. Now, data can become really overwhelming really quickly because it feels like there is a ton to take data on. And maybe you see the value in data, you know why you have to take it, but you haven't fully drank the data Kool-Aid yet because you haven't found a system that has worked right for you yet. I say this in PDs a lot, you know, were you ever the person or the teacher who one year established the most thorough, amazing, color-coded data system in the world, and you had big plans. You were like, you know what? This is the year. I'm going to take all the data. It's going to be amazing. And man, in September, you took data. The first week of October, you took data. Then kind of fell off, right? Maybe you took data twice in November. You lost the binder for all of December. The binder resurfaced mid-January looking real dusty, and it just never happened for the rest of the year. You had big plans, but something about that system was too complicated or just didn't fit in with the needs of your classroom. So it's important to look back at those years when data didn't really work that well and figure out why. And it's also, as I said, important to know the value and the purpose in the data you take. Data is going to let you know with certainty if things in your classroom are working. Are your behavior plans causing decreases in negative behaviors? Are your academic instructional strategies causing increases in new skills? I want to know that for sure. I do not want to rely on my opinion. I want to know with certainty that things are improving, that skills are being taught, that behaviors are decreasing. And that's what data is going to tell me. So I'll get off my soapbox on why data is important. I think there's some important decisions to make in the start of the year that when you're setting up your classroom, that will really set you up for success later. You know, mid-year, October, November, December, adding this all in is definitely possible, but you'll make it a little bit easier on yourself if you make some of these decisions now. And I think you can do that in a really doable way. So I'm going to share my four pillars for setting up your data systems in the start of the year. These are all simple things that are not going to overwhelm, that do not require a multi-tabbed color-coded binder. These are just decisions to make and steps to take to set your data system in the right direction that you will build on throughout the year. So the first one, I want you to make the decision. You don't have to set it up yet, but I want you to make the decision if your data system in your classroom will be organized by center or by student. So when I do a full day data PD, we go really detailed into these two options and you can have a hybrid 
There's no right or wrong. Not one is better than the other. It completely depends on how your classroom is set up and what works for you and your team. So data organized by center means that at every center or station or part of your classroom, there is data for every student that goes there that needs data collected. So that means at morning circle, if you're collecting data there, there's a binder there for for data. At direct instruction, there is a binder, a clipboard, whatever, for data with data for every student. At fluency station, there's a binder or data sheet for every student. Pros and cons of that, that may sound like more work setting up, but it may run more smoothly on a day-to-day basis because everything is right where you need it. The other option is organizing data by student. So this means there could be one binder or clipboard or data sheet for each student that has all their goals. So here's Johnny's data sheet and here's a section for each goal. And your goal is I'm going to get data once a week on all these goals. And it's all very streamlined. Pros and cons of this. As I said, it's very streamlined. It's easy. It's simple. You glance at that data sheet. You're like, oh man, I haven't gotten to that math data, that math goal this week. Let's make sure I hit that. It's really easy for updating IEPs and progress reports. I also have an amazing free data sheet on my website. If you go to theautismhelper.com and search one week data sheet free, something like that, you'll find it. It's editable. You can change it all. I really like that data sheet. You can have everything in one spot. The con of this system is if you have a center-based classroom where students are moving around the room, that data sheet needs to move with them because you're likely not taking data all in one spot. So if you're going to a different part of the classroom or working with a paraprofessional somewhere else in the classroom, how is that data sheet work moving? You can figure that out. You just have to consider that. Now, I don't want you to set up all these binders, all these clipboards yet. It's the start of the year, but I want you to start to make that decision. So maybe your goal is by the first month of school, you're going to decide, do I want my data organized by center or by student? That is so achievable, right? One month into school, decide, is it organized by center or by student? You don't have to make anything yet. You just have to decide. So that's my first one. Number two, and this is going to be no surprise based on how I've been talking about data. I want you to keep it simple and I want you to keep it gradual. So in the start of the year, and by start of the year, I mean like the entire fall, I want you to keep it really simple. And actually, this is like a pillar that's for data all year. Your data systems have to be simple. So as you start to make the decision of, do I want a center organized or student organized? What do I want these data sheets to look like? In the back of your mind, keep it in check. Like, Is that simple? Is that simple? When your brain gets excited about the fancy binder with all the tabs and all the color coding, it's going to be so amazing. Again, is that simple? So keep that in mind and then also keep it gradual. When I said, oh, you're going to have this data sheet for Johnny with all his goals and take data once a week. If you started like getting a little, get a little flush, you're like, oh my God, that's a lot of data. Keep it gradual. Once you start to get some data sheets made, once you start to get your system set up, I want you to take it with like the slowest possible baby steps. I really do. I want you the first week you take data to pick one kid and one goal. That's it. And you're gonna be like, well, Sasha, I could do more than that, but just start there. And then the next week, add two goals for that kid. The next week, add two kids. The next week, add a third kid. 
it'll take time to get there, but I would much rather you do it slowly and consistently than go all in and then drop it completely. And as one of the perks of going gradually and building up to adding in different students and different goals that you're taking data on is that you're going to figure out what's working and what's not. So maybe let's say you decide, okay, I'm going to set up my data organized by student. You make student data sheets for each kid with all their goals and you start with just one student and you realize, man, it is a pain in the butt. You're like, you know, my, my class is small group based and we rotate every 15 minutes and we're like leaving the data sheet all over the room. Then that's going to be a great cue that like, this isn't the right system for my class right now. And you didn't make all 10 data sheets. You only did one. So then you get to kind of switch gears and figure out what's working and what's not. Number three is I want you to involve your team. Involve your team in all these baby steps. Involve your team in making the decision of center-based or student-based. They are going to be helping you collect data. To all of my members in the Professional Development Membership Group, this is something we talk about quite a bit. And I want you to go back to those videos mid-year where it's teaching your paraprofessionals how to collect data. Use those videos now in the start of the year. Go back to those videos from last January, February. Have them watch them with you, especially if it's paras you've had before, especially if it's students you've had before, and refresh their memory on what data collection is going to look like. But I want you to start to involve your team in these discussions right away, even before kids are in the building. You know, hey, we got to make a decision of how we're going to organize data. What do you think? Um, What do you think is a doable way to collect data on this skill here? So even if you're not taking data yet, involve them in those discussions. And that's going to start to get that buy-in right away. And it's also going to set the stage that like, hey, guess what? The expectation that you're taking data is coming, you know, down the road. Yep, we're not doing it right now in September, but I'm going to be asking you to do that starting in October, November. So they know it's coming and it's not a surprise. And last, I kind of already hinted at this one, but make changes as needed. So I'm guilty of this too. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy. We make a decision And, you know, maybe we do some work related to that decision, right? We laminate schedules, we photocopy data sheets, we set up binders, and we realize later that that decision was not right. We're like, the way I set up student schedules isn't isn't perfect. The way I, you know, set up our centers or set up desks or structured the class or set up data systems, whatever decision I made related to that, it's not working. And instead of you know, doing what we ask our kids to do, right? Learning from our mistake and making changes. We like dig our heels in. And I, like you guys, I'm 1 million percent guilty of this. We dig our heels in and you're like, but I already laminated everything and printed it. So like, let's just make these schedules work. I promise you'll regret that decision, right? If it doesn't work now, it's not gonna work later. So make the changes right away. If you see something about your data system is too tricky, if you see something about, the way you are giving expectations to your team to collect data is not working, make those changes right away and be willing and really open to your data collection system being something really flexible that's going to change and grow throughout the year. What your data collection system looks like in September should not be the same as how it looks in May. Because we're building, right? And September is about routines and reinforcement. It's about establishing yourself as that chocolate chip cookie. It's about getting to know your students and developing those relationships. So the type of data you're taking in September should not be the same as May. And the skills that you're teaching your team, 
should increase too, right? You're going to be teaching your paraprofessionals throughout the year to collect data in better and better ways, be more and more consistent and add more responsibilities to their plate as educators in your classroom. So of course, our data systems are going to be changing continuously as we change the way our team is working and as we change the expectations we have for data collection. So that's where you're at for the start of the year. You're going to make the decision of center or student-based organization. You're going to start to think about how things can be simple and gradual. You're going to involve your team in those discussions along the way. So they're going to be hearing about data and talking about data before they even touch a data sheet. And then you are going to commit right now to making those changes, right? Realizing when things don't work pivoting, doing something different, and really learning from what is going to be effective in your classroom and what isn't. I think those are our doable things for the start of the year, right? I didn't mention printing, photocopying, any data sheets. We didn't talk to screen trial, frequency, fluency, any of that stuff. That will come. If you make these decisions now and you kind of follow these four pillars right now, you're going to set that really strong foundation to build when you and your students are ready. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum. Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.